get. Okay, we talking about that real life that feels like a still life, still chasing thrills and dollar bills and living for the feels. This that life unplugged from nice unhugs, no arms to bed like python shrugs. At least the lights on, huh? Not good enough. Pushing for the better than push away the cloudy skies. Meet me out in Neverland, treat it like communion. Do this in remembrance that life is just a work of art. I feel like I'm remembering. Welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast, your premier interview podcast where we tell the story behind the success. Before we get into today's episode, make sure you head over to Instagram, follow me at Life Unplugged underscore podcast, and on Twitter at Life Unplugged underscore one. Also, head over to YouTube, make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. And of course, click that notification bell to make sure you get updated anytime we drop new content. And we do have new content coming in January 2022, so stay tuned for that. Today, I have special guests, Sister Kahawia and Sister Kiva from the K&K Real Talk podcast. When we say real talk, we mean real talk. In addition to all the real talk, of course, Sister Kahawia is the owner and founder of Afro SoFly Publishing, LLC, and Afro SoFly, Inc. And of course, you can head over to afrosofly.com and get lots of cool merch. And of course, it is black owned. It's the true definition of for us by us so we appreciate that and of course kiva and kahawia give us some of the most real talk that you will ever hear in a podcast so without further ado welcome to the life phone plug podcast sister kahawia sister kiva how are you here what's up what's up Yes, I'm doing well, and thank you again for allowing us to just be on a different platform other than our own. <laughs> yes, thank you, because we did have you on, so it's, it's, listen, it's a pleasure to be here for your listeners, too. Listen, we're going to try our best to not, you know, <laughs> go off on the deep end like we be doing over there. No, you know? no, that's what, that's, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, you got to give us what you got to give us. Sometimes we going to respect gotta... your audience. Exactly. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> The Howie was reminded me of all the rules <laughs> on your show, so I'll do my best keep speaking to um, follow those rules <laughs> authentically. Well, I definitely appreciate uh, you guys being a part of uh, my podcast as well. And yes, I was on your platform, and I, I've been saying this for a year that I've been podcasting that you guys are definitely. My, I'm. I, I will say it. You know, I don't want to make anybody else jealous, but you guys are really my favorite podcast to listen to. And it is because it is so very informative and it just is so real that you got to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, you know what? I might be falling short in that area, you know, so let me let me get myself together. <laughs> you know, it just makes And you- that's what we like to hear. So I got a, I got a question to ask you guys. I ask all my guests this question and each of you can tell me something. Uh, whoever wants to start can start. But the question is, tell us something that you would be that people would be surprised to know about you. Well, I'm all right. Say, <laughs> you are the I go first? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> because I have the most difficult time trying to figure it out. <laughs> and the only reason is that I've been and I appreciate one for you saying that our podcast have given you that moment in time to check in with themselves, because that is our number one goal. Like we did not want to entertain into the minds of individuals and control their thoughts based on popular opinion or whatever. We really want people to authentically check in on self. So thanks for just experiencing that because that just feels so good to my soul. And I connect with you and I just appreciate you for that. But back to the topic. 
Um, I'm going to share a childhood of something that nobody ever, ever would know that I done did. Okay. And the answer to that question is that when I was roughly around the age of 12 and 13, um, I had a huge sympathy for all animals. And one night my mom caught a mouse on a sticky glue trap and I was tired of hearing it squeak. She wouldn't just remove it. She would just let it squeak and allow my father would come in and take, excuse me, her boyfriend or someone would come and take the mouse trap and and take it out the home. But I didn't want to wait for that. So I decided to peel the mouse off the glue trap. I got a cereal box, an empty one, put the mouse in the cereal box with a slice of bread and took the box outside in the alley. Now this sounds crazy, but this is real. (laughs) I really (laughs) did that. (laughs) Only one time. Wow. Wow. But that's something that I did. How about you, well, Kahlia? <laughs> something people will be Kahlia? surprised to know about you. Yes, something surprised to know about me. Okay. I am a reverend. I'm a whole minister out here. Really? I can really. I can do your weddings. I can do all the things. So from now on, just call me Reverend Kai. Because I'm legit <laughs> out here. <laughs> I got my paperwork. I'm ordained. Then I'm up. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I'm an erotic poet who yes. is also now a reverend. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still very much an erotic poet. Don't right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually so. So that's great. So I, I first of all, I, I appreciate you guys sharing, uh, you know, those parts of you things that, you know, people might be surprised to know about you that those are very interesting uh, things. And I would not have guessed either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Part there's a the third coming on the way. The, um, the third and final installment of the trilogy it is coming November 2022. Oh, we can't wait. So look forward. So, Stay tuned for that. So, yes. you know, listen, if you haven't read Pink Canvas or Pink Lotus, head over to AfroSoFly.com. You can purchase the book there. You can purchase it on Amazon. And we're going to talk about gonna You're going to have your shine at the end where you can get everybody. You can really tell everyone where to go. But I have purchased <laughs> the book. I have read both books. My wife read both books and we both love them, you know, so nice. we appreciate it. Um we definitely appreciate uh, your your work and your poetry, and uh, we look forward to seeing that third installment of of, uh, of that trilogy. So, thank, thank you so you. much. So, all right, so let's get into this. So, you guys have this podcast, K and K Real Talk, and everybody says, "Why did you start the podcast?" But I'm going to ask you a little bit different question. My question is going to be, "Why is your podcast? Why do you believe that your podcast is important to the Black family?" Because we are out here doing the work. We are reading the hard books. We're having the hard discussions. And so our podcast is a literary podcast where we started with one of the most controversial authors of, you know, for the Black world um, from the 90s, right? And we brought that into this year. And we see that we still have the problems that she wrote about back in the 80s, even though the book was published in the 90s. But, you know, we still have those problems here today. And Mm -hmm. we're trying to rectify them within ourselves because that's where it starts you know we can get on a podcast all day and tell you what you need to do but we also telling y'all what we need to do within ourselves and and what you need to do what you should be doing based on this here and it's not that it's set in stone um however because you know 
things change. And as we learn more, we grow differently. You know, we grow in different ways and everybody grows at their own pace, but the black family is suffering tremendously and we have to do something. Even if it's just, even if it starts at this podcast, we have to do something. Exactly. Because I, I agree a hundred percent in what Claudia said. We want to bring that realness where we're not celebrating our small successes and and shining them like, oh, we're doing good. Things have changed. No, nothing has changed. And we're so accustomed to not being honest about our pain. You know, everyone puts a smile on their face and move on throughout their day and say good morning, good night. <laughs> and no one discusses the real intricate moments where it's like I'm at home crying at night because I can't figure out how to connect with my mate with my parent, with my child, you know? And these are serious um, discussions that need to be had on a daily basis. So our podcast is not even doing half of the work that's needed for the Black community, or which we would like to say victims of white supremacy, right? Because any shade of brown you are, you are allowed to be mistreated in this world. And that's the reality. Yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, appreciate that what you guys are doing. And I'll tell you this, um, from... <clears throat> listening to your podcast and being on your platform, you just made a, a very good point that it's not better, right? We're still very much suffering and we have been lulled into this false sense of things are, are better. And, you know, we are not, you know, the dogs aren't chasing us down the street or we're not in Jim Crow South or, you know, just have a short sighted thought process what your podcast should has done for me personally and what it should do for others is we do need to take that time to sit in it and recognize what trauma and damage has been caused to us due to white supremacy. Well, you know, we don't have to do that too much because they do profit from well, showing us all day, every day that of what true. they did to us. They got done movies now and TV yeah. series and underground and all this stuff. I, I you that. Because and that's what, and I'm hope the listeners understand we're not a slit your wrist podcast. Yeah. You know, you're not going to hear so much pain and suffering. But, but it's an acknowledgement that yes, yeah. you're right, Jeremy. We do need to relish in that world and understand that yes, these things, these dogs may not physically be out here right. attacking us, but they're in our mind. And what I'll it's say definitely is an attack on a brain within our ability and movement in this world and. Our goal, again, as K&K Real Talk, is just to get that information out to our people to constantly change because we don't have to go out with um, marching to change the world. Change your family, and then we'll mutate accordingly. Um, Or how has European culture hurt us, hurt the Black family in particular? Think about it. Even in just, I mean... Everything we do, everything that we learn and practice... Well, I'm not going to say everything. 98% of the things that we learn and practice in this nation here as American citizens is based on European culture. From the food we eat, to the places that we shop, to the jobs we have, to the schools we go to, to the fact that we even go to school outside the home, all of this is European practices instilled onto us. Exactly. And it's just the reality in the fact that everything that we need to survive and to live is dependent on someone else. 
we don't control if i mean think about the continent of what they say is africa which i like to use that authentic word al-kebulan al-kebulan instead of africa because africa is still paying homage to the european the roman general in either event the entire continent is not controlled by the people their land, their resources, their gold, all of the, the minerals and that they use to make these gadgets and phones and technology work, it's not controlled by us. They have global domination of all brown people from the darkest to the least melanated. That is a reality. And we continue to act like that doesn't exist because we have more furniture in our prison um in our prison cell. We have comforts for now, but who's to say those comforts are going to be available for the grandchildren coming down the line. So, and it's not so and much- is it really a comfort if it's on credit? Uh, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> the homes we live in are on credit. All credit. By the bank, yes. <laughs> Mortgage, exactly. credit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is it really, is it truly comfort? That is, I love that. You are right, because there's a lot of unspoken anxiety to keep what we have. The, these houses, these cars, these trips, these images that we want to continue to show off among our family, ourselves, our peers. Devastating amount of anxiety to continue to have. Yet, these things that we have don't guarantee that we'll be able to survive our next generation or have or prepare our next generation for survival. Our children are running amok. Babies, mm-hmm. grade school children are producing music videos talking about killing each other. And this is being given six-figure contracts with these music industries that we still show up for at their concerts. We are so backwards in all that we do and everything that we say is not a shame. Is we're we're, we're uh, and I hope your listeners understand we're not shaming our people. We're we're trying to fix the dysfunctions within self. Because everything that I'm saying is something that I fight within my heart and mind. Like, what am I doing? Because we saw them kill everybody with the best intent in the '60s and the '70s. People still in prison for those positive, purposeful, intentful acts. And here we are living it up. I'm I'm starting a new campaign 2022. Don't ask me for a damn thing. Spending freeze. I don't want to be invited to nothing. And I ain't inviting nobody to nothing. I have a baby. I ain't have no damn baby shower. Keep your money in your pocket. It ain't about investing your family, investing your community. Do do something different. Yes. And and, and when that money in your pocket, invest in how you're going to survive this. There's apple juice shortages right now. Food shortages. You can't even get water comes from the sky and the white man got control over it. What poor Mooney say he's gonna soon be charging for air. Honey, if he could, he would. So this is But so re- instead what he's doing, he's putting toxins in the air and making you pay by way of hospital bills when you get sick. And it's- pharmaceutical drugs. It's it's so much it's so much negative that's happening in this world and so many things that's destroying us from inside out that we have to stop celebrating and getting serious about being serious about our condition and our situation. Our babies are struggling. We are struggling. Our elders are struggling. Why are we smiling and living it up? 
Period. Kahawia made a post on Instagram, and I said, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but what you, but your response to me was, they're not ready to have the conversation. Why do you think... Oh, I remember what you said. What did I say? <laughs> I remember oh, that what, what was that? <laughs> what did I say? You, you asked something along the lines of, why aren't more people having these real discussions? Or why aren't more people talking about the things that you guys are speaking about? And my answer was clear. Because we're not ready. I mean, think about some of our, our other beloved podcast hosts. I love them. I love their shows. They entertain it. But at some point, we can't just be entertainers out here. We don't have enough shit going on in our lives to be entertainers. Right. Like entertainment is for fun. We don't, we have so much stuff that needs to be corrected. We have so many things that we need to accomplish before we even get to having fun. But all we out here doing is having fun. And when you have the real conversation that needs to be had, some people shy away from that conversation. You know, you get the politically correct response. Uh, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, Word. Yeah, that's yeah, facts. Yeah, that's right, facts. You're right, you're right. And then they, they, they don't want to talk no more. But it's like, I can't sit around and talk to you multiple times about shit that doesn't matter. Because at some point, we have to get down to something real, something tangible, something that's like, this is what we are all experiencing on a daily basis. Let's talk about, even if we just have one conversation about how to fix one thing, right. how to fix one thing in our own lives, how to change our perspective about one thing, just so that we can push on to the next day and pass that, pass that love on to somebody else so that they could probably do the same thing too. Like we, we have to take the small steps. Like you can't just, look for these leaps right. all the time. Yes, and how you do that for listeners, there's two things you have to be willing to do because I know in our podcast, we realize that just because you know you need to do better don't mean you know how. So when you when you get into that moment of wanting to fix a problem, make sure you put some disclaimers out. First disclaimer is we're going to be real uncomfortable right now, except being uncomfortable except the fact that you may not get the result you want from the other person you speaking to. And that is okay Two, regardless of what is said and shared or whatever you are trying to fix, be like Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Rogers to each other happy at the end, no hurt, no harm, because that you're not going to find a solution to your problem, building up more negative energy towards each other, find that peace within to be able to step away from whatever the result is and start with self because we continue to blame other people. A lot of times we're not aware of the toxic that we're bringing to the situation. Sometimes when you just remove yourself from a situation, you can better process it and take accountability. So if someone says you don't listen or you keep talking over me own that and do better. That is, that is so key. I mean, it just, we need a re-education as a people in many cases. And that's one of the things that you guys, you know, you guys are avid readers and writers as well. Uh, have you always been a, a book reader? Yes. Always. Yes. Okay. We talk about it on the podcast. I had, well, <laughs> I've always wanted to read on my own. 
but it was also instilled in me on um, in my home between my mother, my stepfather, and my father. He's very intelligent. He's very well read as well. So yes. Yeah, same here. I was on punishment a lot. My mother, she had severe <laughs> punishments. Whereas if I didn't do my homework or I failed my class right before summer, the entire summer was canceled. Therefore, I had to stay in my bedroom and I had access to my mom's library, which was from fiction to nonfiction and a lot of encyclopedia. And it's like exactly <laughs> so my love for books came from there yes my love from books came there and then you know just having a sisterhood within my sister Kahawia and other sister circles it got to a point within myself where it was like I want to have more conversations about the things that hurt me but not end it off with no sound solution and right. sister Kahawia was a person I was able to connect with to be able to discuss those situations in a way where we could be 100% honest with each other and I know I can get a call back. She's not going to hold me and judge me to what I'm saying to her about what she's doing and I'm not doing the same with her corrections with myself. How about we now bring this to a podcast platform because we was doing it for years offline over the phone and would laugh at how funny we were and just to enjoying each other so we're like maybe somebody else will enjoy this too <laughs> so that's how we kind of birthed can k real talk because you did ask us that earlier yeah i was gonna ask are you guys related or are you just friends i well, feel like i feel related. like i heard you talk about this in your in one of your episodes before yes we are related cousins right yeah we are cousins but we are sisters in spirit and everything else if you listen to my first first episode you know um, with my mom she she tells a story you know she early on when we went yes i did i love that episode yeah she's hey mom she was amazing yeah she was i gotta bring her back on (laughs) (laughs) she um it wasn't really until later in her life i mean i was already 30 years old probably when educate when she got into education and reading and, and doing all of these things. Um, but I do remember that she, that she used to write st- uh, poetry and like short stories when we were younger, but it was just not something that was, so I, I never developed like a, a desire to read, a longing to read. I have to, I have to really make time and, and like, I have to really, I have to really sit down and focus and say, okay, I'm going to read two pages today. You got time. Read. Start with 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's how you have to do it. You know, and I don't do it every day though, you know, but like, you know, I, I like, I got your book and then I got some, a couple other people's books. And when I see them in smaller sizes, I feel a little more comfortable and I can read through them. Um, and then I travel a decent amount for work. So sometimes I can get some reading on done on a plane, but, um, yeah, I just know that I know that you guys, you know, are avid readers. So, all right, here's another question before we start. Well, wait, wait, before you move okay, on, I just want to add to, to that plot. Cause you share that about your experience as a child mm-hmm. and to be real as to what we do within our, our podcast is that we also use those teachable moments. So for you, Jeremy, I would just extend that we, with your children, all your talents that you have, make sure you teach somebody within the generation, whether it be your children or your grandkids to come, because that is a big problem. A lot of the elders don't teach their, their skills and their loves to their babies. Some do, some don't. That should be something that we practice and that we learn from. So just put that out there. No, I I definitely appreciate that. And I, I think that, maybe by accident, I won't say by accident, I, I, because I didn't have a father growing up, 
is what made me want to teach my children because I didn't have that solid family base mm. coming up. It, it actually drove me to want to do that for my children. So I wanted to teach them to read. My, my daughter's a reader. Uh, my son, he's kind of like me. He's not really a reader. <laughs> um, but, you know, I tried to, you know, pass those things on to, to my children just and just maybe by default, just because I was maybe like, no, I'm not going to be like he was or like he was. I don't even know what my father, I never met. I mean, I only met him like once or twice in my life, so I don't even know mm-hmm. what type of person he was but um, or is. But, uh, yeah, I just tried to do that just so I didn't end up like him. So just kind of, you know, passing that on to the children. So, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, that's dope. And no, I get it, too. Me. And, you know, there's, um, you know, the whole mo- the whole thing about multiple ways to skin a cat. Y'all can do audio books. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. don't got to sit down and physically read the book. You can mm-hmm. put that audio book on some of your workout or whatever the case, what have you. Like, there are other ways for you to get this information and get whatever information that you need without just sometimes just sitting down reading the book. Because for some people, that just ain't it. Like, my mom's a teacher, right? She's a whole teacher out here. And when you hear in her book nowadays, she be like, girl, I have not had time for this shit. But <laughs> she'll do the audio book, you know. So so before we get in, we're going to continue to talk about uh, Sister Shahrazad Shahrazad Ali because you guys did break down, do a chapter by chapter uh, breakdown. But I, I did have this question. Why do you think the black community today has a hard time distancing themselves from a slavery mindset? Because we still slaves. And we don't know it. We How we going to distance our mind from our present day life? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And many That's of like- us... It's like living on vacation in your mind. That's like saying, oh, I'm, I live in the projects, but every time I close my eyes, I'm on a beach in Hawaii. It's bullshit, because you're not. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot of us just don't want to admit our defeat. We have this false sense of pride. You still are a worthy spirit to be protected and loved and, and um, to shine in respect to your condition. Just because one person does well, you got the LeBron James and the Kevin Durant and all the other celebrities that we get googly-eyed after, that's their situation is great. But our overall global condition is horrific. We don't control nothing. We, everything that we have is what's been given to us. And that's from the continent of Al-Kabulan. That's here. That's everywhere. Brown people control nothing. They don't control anything that they need to make sure that they can survive. We need a job. We need to get water from the third party. We need to get our utilities from a third party, our home, the things to make the home. Like, this is frustrating. Why are we not discussing this? And then people who try to step out of that, they get locked up. They get killed. They get killed. Yeah. And we forget their story and we keep parting it up, living it up. We have to change our celebratory reasons. We don't have the, the, the focus on academia. Everybody is trying to put their babies into another plantation, which looks more fun. The, the world of entertainment and sports. Yep. Some people work nonstop and they're not around their family. That's slavery. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's not a glorious position to hold. They just they, they just nominated um, Rihanna like the uh, gave her an award because Barbados have become free, so called free, from um, Queen of England, and they gave her award of being a hero of some sort. A hero for what? What has she been able to do? She's still in her own slave mentality, whether she know it or not. 
when we as a when Barbados or when every every brown person as a whole is able to control their destiny and we're no longer victims of white supremacy racism, then there's a finish. But until then, what are we celebrating? We have this false sense of entitlement. So yeah, our people, it's unfortunate, but until we can recognize that yes, I am still special, but I am in a I am a victim. Take ownership of that so we can fix the problem. And no one wants to take that ownership because again, no one wants to be uncomfortable. People, damn it, people don't even want to read this information or discuss this matter because they don't like how it disrupts their emotions and feelings. Okay, so you ignore it, enjoy your life, and let your great grands suffer the consequences of your failure to prepare. Yeah, it's almost like a don't bo- don't rock the boat type of uh, attitude. We don't if 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 you like you say if we acknowledge that in essence we are still slaves. If people really acknowledge that then you would think that maybe they would say, wait a minute, I don't want to be a slave. And and, and even to say, something. to bring it, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, to okay, say go. prisoners of war. Mm. Because because I didn't I didn't choose to be a slave. I, right. <laughs> I'm a prisoner, <laughs> That's a I'm, good a point. prisoner <laughs> I'm a prisoner of war. This war that has been upon the people who have brown complexion or melanin in their skin, it has been going on for who knows how of how long, but it's been going on for a very, very long time. And it's a global pandemic. Yeah, global. Crazy. Anytime you um, tell, try it. YouTube news from other countries. You're going to see white, 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 white. And you know yeah. damn well everybody in that <laughs> community <laughs> right. ain't white. Ain't. Right. So how are those treat, um, um, people being treated? Mm-hmm. And even and I mean, just have a regular conversation with the children and check in on with them and ask them, would you prefer having kinky hair, long hair? I don't want no kinky hair. Do the doll test. Baby's still picking the white doll over their own brown self. Yeah. I, this I, is I, happening now, and we ignore it. We and, then, and, then the, and then the worst thing is that we have peers that's ignorant enough to say, and no shame on them because I love them for, the, for them, you know, regardless, but it's still sad. This is what's happening. They'll say, I don't, I don't deal with black women. Oh, she too dark. Oh, yeah. Brothers, oh, I, I, I wish I was lighter. Bleaching their skin. Altering mm-hmm. their body. I mean, it's, it's, we're so Frankenstein in thought, and we act like we, we got it. And I don't got it. Let me, let's put that out there. Everything I'm saying, I'm saying it with conviction because I'm saying it from pain from all the wrongs that haven't been just yet. And that needs to be acknowledged. So everything that I'm saying to everyone who hears my voice, I'm not saying this to you as if I got it all together. I'm trying to figure out the algorithm to our freedom because honey, you ain't free. Good point. Neither am I. Honey, our life already. Say it, say it. Our life is on credit. Yeah, whole life. Not only did you do a chapter by chapter breakdown of two of Sister Sharazah Ali's books, the guide to understand a black man's guide to understanding a black woman and a black woman's guide to understanding a black man. But you also had a chance to have Sister Sharazah Ali on your platform, which I thought was your best episode and I was like listening intently to like everything that she was saying and um but what would you say is your biggest takeaway from your breakdown of the books and your conversation uh with her 
what was our biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway was just the fact that, again, like Sister, Ka- um, Sister Kawi, I'm Kawi, Sister Kiva pointed out that um, just because you know what to do don't mean you know how to do. And we knew what to do. Like I knew what to do. And there's even certain instances within my life now where I know what to do. But I'm still out here like, uh, what I'm supposed to do? How I get to that? How I get to the finish line? And her just sharing certain aspects just as far as, you know, going back to part of her main message. Find you somebody you can agree with. And if you can't agree, that ain't for you. And keep it moving. But one of the other things she said that we need to learn how how not to waste years. If you're going to waste time at all, do not let it be years. And that was the biggest takeaway for me because it, it makes me hone in and say, pay attention to those red flags that you see in the beginning, acknowledge them for what they are, and then back up, back away from them. Put them mm-hmm. things in the trash. Don't carry those with you. Don't look at the red flag and be like, ooh, I think that'll look nice in my living room. Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Yeah. And and to add to what Kahawia said, it was the focus of just practicing too, right? Because a lot of times we're so caught up in what we know. We're constantly learning. And you should be a learner and a student to life 100% until you close your eyes. However, it is time to practice what you do know. Mm And, you know, and humble yourself in that process. So if you're not getting things done, don't beat yourself up for not getting it done. Know that you need to get it done and make that your agenda. If I'm sitting here too often um, com- complaining and blaming others for my situation, I have to take responsibility for what I choose because it's mm-hmm. ultimately a choice. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from the entire um, catalog, at least for myself, and just being exposed to Sister Sharazad's message is that we have the choice to choose. So if you are so disgruntled about your relationship issue, why are you choosing this person? No one forced you to be in this person's space and time. You're choosing this. What do you want to do different about Honey, it? Honey, yes. And when she said, uh, speaking of choice, love is the choice. <laughs> She's like, if you chose to love them, it ain't working out. Choose not to love them. Yes, they she keep did. It. nobody got time you know it's like i think that you know the way that she speaks is also could contributes to the reason why people don't want to have the conversation because she's telling you the truth and sometimes when we hear the truth that means we have to make a change and people don't want to make a change because they're comfortable but i'll say that the one thing kiva I, i agree with you it was the same uh, thing that I took from something that she said in you guys episode <laughs> with her about, you know, it has to come a time when we're done learning. We got to start doing practicing. I, 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 that right there was something that really stuck out to me that she has said. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, leave she, it on a positive note there. <laughs> yeah. She was, she definitely, um, she's definitely, uh, 
spicy. <laughs> you know, like she tells it like it is, man. She she don't hold back. So we. Well, really you know what? I'm I'm gonna just say it then. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I I saw I saw the mute come off. I was like, all right, Keith is about to go here. So you go let ahead. Me, and you let us know. <laughs> let me tell you, anybody paying attention to my mute button, I'm playing like jumping into the double Dutch competition because it's on and off, on and off the, the whole time. But um. I, I want to just remind our, our listeners and even each other as while we do the work that we do, even just having this the, the time now to discuss these things on your platform. And thank you for having us here again. Don't get so caught up in the person because the person is you. She has a lot of mistakes within her too, mistakes that she doesn't share and, and some mistakes that she do share. So, you know, and we as a people, we become so idolatrous we become idolaters that we begin to love the person and forget the message. We have to remember her messages, good and bad. Cause there was a bad message that I didn't like within that show since we're discussing it. Mm-hmm. She had made a mention about, you know, what's not good for Hollywood or what's not good for show business. Excuse me. She had made a yeah, mention. I think we cropped that out though. Okay. Well, it's all now. It's all It's a learn because I love Sister Sharazad Ali. She is everything. And this is not shaming her no. in no form or fashion. This is just a, because remember that, that what we just discussed of how you may know to do better, but you don't know how. Doing better, what I've learned, humbly, what I've learned is that you can't get so caught up in people in man and what they do and how they do and want to rock out just like, um, like they tell us to do, you know, no, we love her. We love all that she does, but we're learning from her good and bad. So there were some things that she mentioned in regards what's good for show business, which is something that we made a vow within KNK world. So we don't care who don't like what we say. We ain't out here trying to make money off of what we're doing. This is our community service project. A hundred percent. I don't think you cropped that out. I think that was in the episode. Oh, well, she I mean, it's funny. That well, I say because I here. think she made two mentions of it and okay. I do. So maybe yeah. one is in there, but she did say something in the beginning that okay. was like, sis, yeah. what? So, that, so you know, but. it's funny because it's funny that you actually went there because actually one of the questions that I was going to ask you is what was some of the things that you disagreed with that she talks about? Yeah, you can just so, pick one thing in particular, right? Maybe there were many, but if you just pick one thing that you're like, oh, no, I'm not. I don't well, I'll sum up my last thought with the show business. People, sisters, brothers out there that's doing business, especially when you're doing business for the people, it cannot be about what is politically correct. It just right. cannot be. Because the fact that you're fixing a problem is to say what is ain't supposed to be. So if it's not supposed to be that way, then you're going to break a lot of current rules. So which you will never, ever be politically correct if you want to solve that problem. So don't aim for that. So that's why show business is not, it shouldn't even be show business. Entertainment and community work are two different type of entertainments. Uh, Excuse me, two type of activities. If I'm trying to entertain you for laughter, one, but if I'm trying to correct for justice or correct behavior for justice, that's a totally different task. So that was the only thing I did not like. She merged the two as if it was one and it's or, or it's, as it's in, interchangeable and it's not, in my humble opinion. Do you <laughs> How about you, Kahawia? What, what would you say you disagree with? Um, honey, I, I don't know if I have too many disagreements from based on just off of that one particular episode 
However, I do disagree with I know where this is going. How some things <laughs> with how some things were portrayed in that second book that we read. Um, now, while I do understand that to get your point across to the man, you do have to be a little bit more straightforward, a little less um, emotional. Right. You know, like lay low on the accusations, you know, just really handhold them through the shit, right? And I was just like, okay, but all of this hand holding, I don't see a whole lot of accountability here. Um, <laughs> and for me, <laughs> Kiva, and for me, that was like, I was looking forward to get to that book so that we could really <laughs> dive in and see where y'all went wrong at mm-hmm. you know because she got a blueprint at a whole map from the root of where we went wrong yeah, and she's a woman where the man went wrong it's just like oh well you know he, he, he has this things with him and you know we're gonna acknowledge this and we're gonna talk to him softly and we're gonna really just hold his hand as to not to bruise his ego because we don't want to break down the man. We don't want to disrupt the flow of this that he got going on. Mind you, the flow he got going on is going to the damn gutter, but Mm. never mind all of that. So I was just, yes, I'm here for love on the black man. Don't be another person to tear him down because he's torn down enough, Mm. you know? But since we torn down too, yeah, And this is not to say that, you know, if I can get it, you can get it too. Well, I mean, I am, I guess I'm kind of saying that. <laughs> <Sure. Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but in that same respect, if you don't deserve it, I don't deserve it either. Yeah. yeah so, that's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. I, I agree with the account- accountability. <laughs> I haven't gotten through all those episodes yet, but you know, um, I, I agree that <clears throat> I agree that's the answer that like, uh-uh. <laughs> no I know that's exactly <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree that she does give men a pass on a lot of things and one thing in particular I'm going to play a clip for you not limited in the way that women are. Men are able to love more than one woman. I'm not talking about, as I said, just a round, random sexual relationship of fornication and adultery and all of that. I mean that there are many black men who have children by more than one woman. What is to become of those children? They need their father. But if you would cheat on me or walk out well, on me. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. We have to get into definition. Who told us that was cheating? Where did that idea come from that that's cheating? And I'm not saying that a lot of men are are not just running around. I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. But if a woman finds out that her man has been with a woman while she's been with him for three or four or five years, that's a serious commitment and relationship. And if it hasn't taken anything from me, if I'm not going short of anything, and if this is what he thinks his responsibility is, then what kind of hell are you going to go through to prevent that? Since we cannot stop him. We have not been successful. The white woman has not been successful in stopping the white man from having another woman. They call them a mistress. We pick up a lot of that terminology. But a man who has two women, that's not necessarily a mistress. That's just his other woman. Now we- 
Now, mm. before, now, before I let you guys go, all, you know, go in on those comments, I'll just give a, my brief thought on that is that I, I do think that there's some truth to that. However, I do think that this is an, an example of where we, she, there's no accountability for a man. To, uh -oh. to, to so that's that's where where, she, where she's not making a man accountable accountable for the family that he has agreed to be faithful to. Just look at how you can go. Yes, you can go. Okay. I was supposed to say, but go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say, with see, with Sister Sherazad said there, a hundred percent. I feel it's not a pass. That is your birthright, Jeremy to have more than one family if you are able to responsibly take care of that sister financially, emotionally, physically. And even if you can't take care of her on all of those levels, if your first wife, if you have is willing to accept a second wife and you explain that to her well, and she's key. grants, but I, I mean, and, and, and again, remember we're operating all in a Frankenstein mind. So sister Sharazad is speaking on us as if we're all in accordance of how we should be. Cause we all are not as currently. So I don't think that's a pass. The past is that Kahawia and well, I shouldn't even speak on Kahawia. <laughs> but I look how I always speak for herself. But the passes that I would say that she gives to our brothers is the fact that she didn't really go in as to what they do today that is wrong. How they put so much investments in their cars and their projects and their gadgets or sitting in front of the TV and enjoying their sports and their game and their friends. And they don't have that much attention span to the development of their family and their children see, this is not everybody okay this so is, you know that's where i think but her saying that that's a reality biologically brothers and sisters is out there that's listening sisters if you have a man that's doing right by you and taking care of you and he falls in love with another woman and he wants to take care of her how dare you not allow him take care, not to take care of another family. You know how many babies out here need fathers? You got good men taking care of multiple families. They have a family with one woman. They have a family with another. And they're being criticized and beaten up for loving more than one woman and taking care of children. That ain't the man that we need to be focused on. It's the man that's partying every damn night, going on trips and galore and having fun and not taking care of nobody. But this is also the same man that has multiple women. No, 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 no. But there's a difference in that. So the difference in that is responsibility. Exactly. So, and even that accountability, um, that accountability factor that you have brought up, Jeremy, which is what I have said on our show. So I agree with what she's saying. And I do agree that that is the birthright of that man. However, if that man knows that, because we're not dealing with the men that are upfront, even about that, right. we're dealing with the men that's sneaking around because I feel like if you believe that that's your birthright, then you should be able to tell me. So when I ask you where, where the hell was you at on Tuesday, you should be able to say <laughs> I was with the other family. Don't come to me talking about, so, oh, I was with you. Oh, I was at Jeremy's house. Oh, I was <laughs> right. I was working overnight. Don't I feel like be honest throughout the whole thing. So for me, that's the responsibility and that's the accountability factor. And both have to be present, but more so that responsibility. But you know, like Sister Kiva was saying, we are in a situation where, you know, Sister Sharon Ali is speaking on what life 
would look like ideally if it flows how it should be according to her own research um, and her own beliefs, whatever the case may have. Now, if we operated on that accord, things could work out that way. But we are operating on the accord of, like Sister Kiva said, we got the dudes that's barely taking care of himself. You got to beg this man to wash his own behind, let alone talking about something, he taking care of some baby. So the man that's out here planting seeds and all of these women with no intention to be there, to be responsible for these families, that's a whole different man than the... Actually, that's a boy. Yes. We talking but, about the men. Yes, so let me and ask the you men this. deserve that. Let me ask you this question. Right. Are, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if this is personal question or not and i mean you can answer or not but do listen you, we get personal yeah, on our right. podcast yes, you know we do, so are, get personal you, honey are, are, are either of you or would you be open to being a second hell wife? yeah hell what? yeah yes Why? hell yeah because i need help Getting this food on the table at night sometimes is hard. I would like to have a, a woman that I can trust that will take care of my children on the same accord that I would take care of them. Now, I ain't sharing the same bed now. Well, she got to have her own. You're a, she got oh, to have sleep, she need her own living physically, You mean physically sharing the same physically, bed? Yeah, I'm not sharing physically a bedroom now. You know, she has her own home, her own family. But it would be nice. I'm a wife Sunday through Wednesday. And then she take all my kids and my husband. And on Thursday through Saturday, I can just focus on my business. Honey, because I got the same to time. And I don't want to be all up under you like that. You know, yeah. I always said that I would live right next door to my husband. Okay, <laughs> always said that because solitude is solitude is my first love. Okay, I have so, so and in many return, sound bites for this promo. And, and in return, I would take on her children and take care of her while she have you know my men, and we can make those arrangements. But this is respected ab- across all families. There is a union that takes place. It ain't got to be a $50,000 wedding for each. It can be in our home, in our living room with some good food and music like we used to do when we had some sense about not spending unnecessarily. We, a simple, a beautiful ceremony within the family of myself, second wife, first wife, however, but we, are, we, are, we act as if we don't share our men today. Men is out here, out here sharing them. But so why, so why can't we share them responsibly? Well, I just... And uh, since is, I'm sorry, last, last comment. No, go ahead. Since it's out here, if there is a man, how dare you again? Because I know some good brothers that just want to take care of their children. And they get so much grief because they decided to be intimate with somebody and had a child with them and want to take care of their baby with the other baby mama. And it's such a big problem. I'm even experiencing it on the end on the woman's side. When the baby daddies don't get along, but that's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> it's important to take care of these babies and fix these families. Right, but I and, just and don't that. separate and separate the men from the boys because the men deserve to have multiple women if they are able to provide for them and that's if they important. want that. Well, if right, but and see, that's my that. thing. But but see, okay, it's one thing if I come to you, Kahawia, and you're my first wife, and I say, hey. I want to marry Kiva and I bring Kiva over and we discuss it and, and we're all okay with it. That's, that's one scenario, but you, you that's the only way it works. No, what I'm just, exactly. well, well, that's, that is the only way that they would be acceptable for 
that's the only way it would be acceptable, accepted by both women. But if you're talking about a man who I didn't get that from what she was saying there, she's saying a man has the, he falls in love with another woman. He starts off with one wife or one woman. He falls in mm-hmm. love with another woman. That was not the original agreement with the first. However, woman. that doesn't mean that you destroyed a black family because he didn't set up that initial meeting. If he's still taking care of you, the first wife, and he like made what she say, said, because if it's not taken away from me, so if if nothing in my world is being disrupted by you being over there, except the fact that I now know you over there. But what if what if nothing in your world's being disrupted and you don't know he's there? Well, that's the problem. Men got to be honest about what they want. And I'm not going to say what's the difference, though. And I'm not going to say the difference is that. The difference is that I know and I'm a willing participant. Okay. Exactly. But if I don't know, you're doing this blindly to me. And now this is a problem. Because if you can do that, you can do other things. Well, see, that's the the part. I'm sorry. I want to add to what Kyle just said. A A girl will not accept this agreement. She will fight tooth and nail, maybe take you to child support, disrupt the whole family. And this is not a girl far as in her age. This is a girl in mentality. Because remember, we're we're broken people. We're not functioning on a high pedigree level. We have to acknowledge that. So if Sister Sharazai, that clip that you shared, she's explaining that anybody that's in that situation sisters and brothers do not disrupt the family because this brother made a mistake by not giving you the choice to choose whether you want to be a part of it but now that you are part of it this is not a throwaway opportunity this is an opportunity you can build upon you may not like the woman you may not like the fact that he went ahead and had a whole nother family but he take good care of you and these children and he's taking good care of her and those children do not break up your family because of it. Find a way to fix it. These are moments to fix because the European underneath the system of white supremacy, racism, they tell you in that moment, in that space and time, regardless of how good he is and how good he take care of you and the family, throw it away Divorce because him. principally he was supposed to tell me what There's money in that. That's why <laughs> oh, you throw away your family. You throw away the whole structure and you create more slaves and more slaves to the system exactly yeah i just i I think that this is where because i think that it's intertwined i mean i know that we want to break it down to men and boys and i know we talk about we talk about the 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 ones that are watching tv playing their games enjoying their sports uh but these are also the same men if if so my point is this if i have the ability to love to do something that is so complex and that is to love one woman Okay, because as men, we're we're not we we are more logical, less emotional, and we learn to love you. We learn to love. It's not our first. That's why we. That's why we have the ability to learn to to love multiple women because we can learn. Shit, to love we got to learn to love women. you too. Yeah, but and what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, as a woman, you just are, you just have a more of an emotional feminine side. That don't mean we got it better. Nurturing. Don't remove I'm that from you, Jeremy. Uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't going down that road. No, it ain't no damn that. complex. It ain't no damn complex to love me. I'm your natural helpmate, okay? We've been helpmates from the from the beginning of time. We underneath the system of white supremacy, racism that confuse us and how to relate to one another. Now, in that regard, what you're saying, how we automatically know how to love. I'm a girl too. I'm a it, it, back to that man, boy, girl, woman. 
remember, we're not so Kahawia, Sister Sharazad Ali, myself, Kiva, the the what you're trying to say far as this multiple family where it's more than one wife and a man, this is a complex situation. No. It's only complex. No, I'm just saying okay, it's only it. complex and it's not practiced respectfully and responsibly and formally because we are out of our sane mind. And we have not been practicing things accordingly. But so in order for us to get to that state in self, one black man, stop thinking that it's, co- it's complex for us to interact with each, with each other because it's not. Two, you, you can have multiple women if you choose, whether you want to take part of that or not. The biggest takeaway I think is for everyone to understand is that if you find yourself like even today me as a woman my man he doesn't want a second second um wife but if I find out he was he fornicated with another woman I just find out oh why he said he was going to the store he ended up fornicating with somebody else and now I find out am I going and and he's a good man he take care of my children he take care of me I'm going to break up our family because he had sex with another woman. Well, I'm not. I'm really? not. Su- I'm not suggesting I'm that. Going, what, I, what I'm suggesting is that. And I'm going to hold that to him every every single day of his life, making him feel like a, a dirt no, bag because don't. he had intercourse. But this is what's happening. Well, I know, and that's, then, what's happening, and that's but, what she was speaking about in the video. But but see, this is but here's the point that I'm making. In 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 that second book, she's also talks about. You, we talked about them not giving accountability to some different types of men and all i'm saying is is if we have the ability as a man to to love two women and i'm not talking that it's complex for me to love you i'm saying that love itself is complex and if i have the capability as a man to love two women then i have the capability to do other things for one woman i mean whether i have two women or not i have the ability to take response i have the ability to take responsibility for my actions and everything that i do and so that's why i'm saying it's like all these other things she's given the pass on that we kind of mentioned or that we did mention the sports, the games, the this, the that, and, and this person is a boy. That same person that we're talking about as a boy, what she's saying, that's saying he's still a man. He's still, no, he's of whether, not. But he still has the ability to love two women. No, no, no. A boy, see, no, no, that's not what she's saying. A boy who does not take care of their children, shouldn't. no woman should open up her legs to him. And that is, and that's how he should be treated. He shouldn't be treated as a man. See, that's the difference. But he still a has girl the and a woman. To. No, he he it's has not the, about the ability. It's about the responsibility. Exactly because well, that's, that's the part. She, she said because if you are too. no, but she didn't. She spoke on a man taking care of two families. You're mixing apples and oranges. A man that takes care of his family is separate from a boy who doesn't take care of his family. He's no longer in a man category because he has a dick and he he's over the age of 18. He's a boy. He's behaving and he's running around like a boy. Same as a woman. Yeah. A woman who doesn't take care of her children is a girl. And she's and she is not a woman. So if you so if this goes back to us as a people Make sure you out here choosing a man yeah. when you're ready to be a woman. And make sure you choosing a woman when you're ready to be a man. When you want to play, play with people who's playing. Period. Because yeah. it's a time and place for all of that. You ain't got to decide to have children. You ain't got to decide to have a family. It's a choice to choose these things. But you got boys being imposters out here. Yeah. Putting on man suits. Acting like they want to have a family when they just want to fuck. Have a baby. Yep. 
and then not take care of them. See, we ain't talking about him. We ain't talking about the brothers that got six baby mamas, six different kids, and he ain't in nobody's life, and he think he should, he have right. a right but when to take care of multiple. His... And he think he got a right to have multiple women. No, he don't have a right, because you ain't taking care of nobody. But, when but if you have a man, like but when you have a man that's taking care of his family, of both families, all the men in his life, all the women in his life should support him and help him get out of child support. They should shame the two women that refuse to get along for the sake of the children. Everybody should be on board with that. That shouldn't be that only man responsibility. You see the, I see these men struggling, working day in and out, trying to take care of their woman and their children, and they beat up by the system, doing the right thing. And we focus on these boys running the street with their so-called entitlements. Yeah. They shouldn't be entitled to a damn thing. So... I got plenty more for y'all to yell at me about. Don't worry about it. We're not done yet. <laughs> so, so there. So, so that was that was great discussion. You know, that was great. I, I love I love talking to you guys. I really do. I learned so much, but it's it's great conversation. But we're not done. You know, I mean, it's that still it's, Kah- it's Kahawi is turned to yell at me now. Okay, because we go backtrack. So, thank you for thank you for expressing that, Kiva. I, I really appreciate that. So that was one clip. Okay, and as we mentioned, if we go back to June 3rd, I was on you guys' platform. Okay. Okay. And it was fittingly entitled, uh, you know, Navigating the Broken Compass. We actually talked for an hour and 45 minutes in that episode. (laughs) And, yeah, I got yelled at there, too. No, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. It was in a, it was in a it was in a very very good loving way, and I really appreciate it. And let's go to one of the clips from that episode. Clothing line. The next step for a black man and woman that they should be thinking about is getting farmland to actually own the cotton or whatever they use for their clothes, so they can own from the beginning to the end. That's just mm-hmm. the thought process because we have a lot of a lot of talented brothers and sisters out here with huge businesses, but why they don't control every aspect of the business? It's like we get too comfortable with a check. We as I comf- we get we don't we don't constantly think of ownership on all levels. As our poor Mooney, rest in peace. He said, "Fuck, I don't want to know how to make the cake. I want the fucking recipe. I want it all." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they give us, they give us, they give us, and we take and we're happy. No, I don't want to be in a position of waiting for you to give. And if we can just acknowledge that, I think that in itself will put us in a better position because too many of us is okay with our so, current life. So let me put it, let me, so let me acknowledge what you're saying, okay? Because as I sit and listen, I, I want to acknowledge that what you are saying is 100% correct. Okay. And I totally understand the point and I get it because we built this country. This country was built on our backs, but we have nothing to show for it. So we have to begin to take that back. So I totally, I totally get that. And I under, I totally understand that. And I agree with that. We do. And, um, as far as, and we should, we have so many talented people. Why don't we own more? Why, why don't we have more? I think it's a byproduct of people. It's not just taking it and being happy. I just think people are trying to navigate through. But I will say this. I would say that another part, the other part to that is as men, okay? This is the other aspect of it. It's not that we're just being happy and satisfied with what the white man has given us, but we are also tasked with the responsibility of providing for you, our queen. 
okay? Whatever we have to do, we have to go out here and we have to, no matter what, you want your man to bring home a paycheck. You don't care if it's black or green or whatever it is. He got to put food on the table. Well, hold up. I do care if he's black. Hold up. I, well, no, I, no, I, not, not him. <laughs> not, not, not him. I'm saying the dollar. The oh, dollar okay, bill. Okay, okay. The dollar bill that he brings. No, I know you care if he's black. No. What I mean is you want that foot. Like if you have children, you have a household, that rent, that mortgage has to be paid. That car payment has to be paid as a man. But I do care what he does to get that money to exactly. pay. Exactly. But as a man. You know, I talked about that commerce. We talked about, you know, what we have to do as black men. And, and you know, and, and the conversation goes on like, hey, we don't don't just do anything. And then Kiva highlights that you don't just do anything because you're hurting. You're still hurting the black family when you just take the attitude of we have to do anything. And I know but I know it's difficult for me as a man. Yes. Uh, to do something illegal. No, that's going to hurt my family more. But. I have taken any job that I need to take. I I will do anything, you know, barring something illegal or something that's going to hurt my community. We're not talking just like we separate boys from men. This is talking about a real man doing real stuff, not something that would hurt his family or community. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes to take care of the family. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, that's how I got to naming this that episode <laughs> yes, Navigating with I a know. Broken Confidence, honey. And I think that's why you have brought that yes. um, part up specifically when you have said the word navigating. Um, because we just sat here and you just couldn't understand the the um the notion of the man versus the boy when it comes to sleeping with different folk but now it's just like, oh well we're not talking about the boy well no like you know not exactly no like, i you, totally now understand. you can put them in groups well but 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 i mean what i'm saying is 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 <laughs> yes you when can. the situation is no. selling drugs and taking a legal job you can easily decipher yeah, real man boy. I, well, because, but when the okay. situation is plants and seeds not taking care of babies and not taking care of families versus plants and seeds taking care of families doing all the things I do think it's, it's just different. like what do I'll we tell, do I'll tell you why I think it's different I think that she made a broad <laughs> statement that men have the ability or capability to love more than one woman that's what she but said. her statement is not broad you have you took a two-minute clip. I know, I know. That's that's the problem with me. I, I do get that. I, I, you know what, Leslie, we have but to acknowledge that. But in her book yes, that we read true. and went over chapter by chapter, yeah. there's a whole chapter on that. Yeah. Like, so it's not that she made a broad statement. She she made a statement based on the large thing of her of work. Her like, yeah. she has a whole span. Like she didn't just say this out of thin air. No, like that's this true. Didn't just come out of nowhere. And that is fair. No, that that is true, and that is fair. I I, I did take like literally less like less than a minute clip, and, and put that there. But yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is is someone if you can easily take that and go, oh, I can love two more than one women. But we're separating it, right? There's men and boys. So I acknowledge that part too. Mm-hmm. We can separate it from men and boys in the same way. I can separate and say we're not talking about something illegal, but just that. I need to do what's necessary to take care of you, even if it means that I have to go out and, you know, I think James Baldwin said he has to go out and smile in the white man's face just so he can come back 
and you know take care you know his, in his interview with Nikki Giovanni you know just mm-hmm. so he can come back home and just so he can provide for her he's got to go out into the world he might have to shuck and jive and do whatever it takes to to make sure that there's a roof because I'm not going to have you homeless I'm not going to have you out in the street you know so I got to do what I got to do to take care of you um so that was just one so anyway that was one conversation that we had and it just kind of it was it just fit perfectly with what we were talking about before but really what we talked about in that episode which is true we did talk about interracial relationships and that's where you was navigating with a broken compass. yes that's where i was navigating with the broken compass now my take has has been in the past that you know my children have always grown up in a white neighborhood went to white schools the suburban areas we moved out of the city when they were very young they have been around white people. They have been around, you know, people of all colors, not just white people. But, you know, when my son went to school, there was like two black girls in his school. And, you know, he was attracted to girl. He was what I always say is he was attracted to breast. OK, or short shorts it, to, to him. It wasn't I want a white girl over a black girl. It was just Re- Rebecca likes me and, you know, Jen doesn't you know, or whatever. It's right. just, it's just a girl thing. And so I, you know, y- you guys have a different approach. I know that you said you don't even, you wouldn't even want a compliment from a white man. I don't. Um, because I feel like don't, don't compliment on how attractive you may think I appear to you. You want to compliment me, put me in a position to, to no longer be a victim of white supremacy. That's how you can compliment me. And not just me, show me the blueprint so that I can do this for my family too. Show me the blueprint so that I can pave this way for my people globally. Like don't, so I don't want to have the conversation of, oh, hey, you're beautiful. What is that doing for me? I tell you to myself, I'm good on that. I don't need that from you. Now, Kiva, you What I need from you is a whole different conversation. Uh, Kiva, you have a different approach. You said you'll take the compliment. Yeah, but I, I ain't looking for it to be nothing more than that. I mean, I agree as Kohalia mentioned, you know, okay, yeah, I was going more so about your son. You okay, know, go ahead. Let's talk about that. We can talk about that. Right, because that was the part. Yes. I have, um, I have a three-month son that I just brought into this world and not me as a parent and I'm not again everything that I say please brothers and sisters there is no shame because everything that I say is me just navigating through my mind and heart and spirit to figure out what is wrong within all of us so if I fix it and make it manifest it it'll be mutated by others that see me in any way in any regard we have to start teaching our babies how to choose their mate it's not just so much so as to what you see far as in breast or shorts or they just like a person when your babies understand like for example i have a daughter who is seven years old she is fully aware of what has been taken from us as a people so when she sees somebody and she see a white boy versus a brown boy she connects to that brown boy automatically regardless if he's a jerk or a hero to her. She connects with him more because she knows he's also a victim yes. as, as to what she has gone through on this land and that it is more it is more important 
for her to honor her ancestors, to reconnect with another brother similar of herself and build family than it is to connect with an oppressor relative and, and descendant. That's what it boils down to. We, we're on such shallow ground when it comes to how we choose. And, and we think we wait until a baby is at the age of 13 puberty stage and on to then have these conversations talk to them now when they're very young because this wasn't done for me as a child and not me as a parent now i may be a little bit above the the you know the curve only because i'm putting more intent in my practices as a woman in all aspects just not as a lover to my man but also as a mother and nurturer to my children so i just for those that's listening it's a it's a it's a, a um a genetic responsibility to make sure that you bring back the ancestor that was harmed, killed, maimed, tortured, robbed. Bring them back. You ain't bringing them back when when you decide to be in an interracial relationship. That's the fact. It ain't got nothing to do with me as an individual. Oh, I like her. Right. Brother, you got the blood running of, of people who were enslaved that went through torture. And here you are benefiting from what they went through and you're going to just pull from the rank of your enemy because you like her. Yeah, but damn who you so, like. So yeah, that's a good point. What I will say is this. After that episode that we did together, it caused it did cause me to take a step back and reevaluate what information I am giving to my son as it pertains to what women he dates. Initially I had the idea that you know he's going to grow up he's going to like who he's going to like and that's okay but after our conversation it made me reassess that take a step back and and try to help him to understand so what I had to do one of the things that I started to do just more fully or just I was just more uh, definite about it is just how I celebrated my own wife and her and her beauty and her blackness and just us as as a black people and then just trying to read more and just trying to educate myself more on that particular topic because right now he does have a white girlfriend <laughs> right now he does can i just add to that when you talk to him i want yes. you to when you speak to him again about this matter for him to understand that you are responsible for those that came before you if you really truly love your people i'll truly love my father and my mother I want to see them and my grandbabies I'm not going to be able to see them if you go ahead and choose somebody else outside of us you got a lot of brown folks to pick you choose somebody outside of that you're not going to produce somebody that look at me and then think about that grandbaby this person that that and if that family is going to be loving accepting of her shit it's hard enough to be brown in your own family now you semi-brown in another family who may not even want you there either now you got to deal with that it's so many problems why create more problems unnecessarily and the answer all it to me it also says when you step outside of your rank because it's it's like i'm a lion i love being a lion but now i'm going to have a lion cheetah family that's a disgrace to all the lions that came before me. Mm, I'm telling the point. lions, if I love being a lion, I need to love that. If I go ahead and be with a cheetah, I'm looking at my lion mama and daddy. I don't like what you done gave me. I'm creating something different. I'm creating mm-hmm. a lion cheetah. 
And you know how confusing that lion cheetah family is going to be among both ranks, the cheetah, the pro cheetahs and pro lions. Now, and it's not about um, hating another group because all other cultures, if you're not, you know, brown skin, I I, I love, I, I don't have no hatred towards anybody, but I love me. And in order for me to reproduce me, I have to have somebody that looks like me or brown like me. And so I question, does your son truly love him? Because he must understand that if he really, truly love him and his family and his sister and his mama, and he want to re- and he want to procreate them, he ain't going to ever do that between the legs of a white woman. I don't think Honey. that, I don't think that, um, I don't think that he thinks of it in that way because I just never presented it to him in that way. I think that he, 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 he he was raised very well, you know, like from a perspective of, again, as I mentioned earlier on, me not having a father, my focus was to give him and to be two things, to give him what I didn't have and to be the father that I would have wanted a father to be to me. And I, I try to teach it. I try to teach him. You just you be a good person. You be a good person to all people. You be honest. You be up. You be straight up. You tell the truth. You you know. You just you be a good friend. You don't. You stand for something. You know. Have your core value. Hey, these are the core values that me and your mom live by. And it's you know not- how 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 old is he? He's twenty. Honey, because I'm like you gonna stand for something. Stand right? for yourself first. Yeah. He, he's twenty. Um, I just want to know his age real good. How old is he? He's twenty. Okay, we need to have like a little seminar for because I'm <laughs> good brown, beautiful. So, yeah, Smart, he, he, strong, you know, worthy sisters that you would love to be a part of their family. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I don't, I don't think that he thinks of it that way. I just think that. Well, you know, but you know what, Jeremy, and this is what we said in our last show. He can play with her. Yes, you did say but that. When he's you ready to that. have a family, he better find somebody that look like your wife or 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 in that complaint. Because if he now, don't, go, and, I'm t- and, I'm, and, and this is and, and because you are his father, yeah. your opinion matters. Yeah. And and if he do, and he and if you don't share with him, if he d- decides to build outside of his rank, that's the responsibility that you have to take. If the conversation was never had, now he gonna he, he has other influences and he gonna make his own decision. Right. But a lot of times. We're not taught. We're not, we don't know. So please share with him and let him know how beautiful and how special he is because the strongest of a people is within us. Look, they ain't harvesting everybody's organs out here, right? Right. They harvesting the, 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 the melanated folk. We are dominant in many aspects. And in order for us to um, ensure our survival, we have to be able to love each other because if we continue to do this whole melting pot that's going on between the men turning into girls, the girls turning into men, and then the black men just leaving a black woman, where are the brown people left in this world? Well, that is a perfect way for us to end. I love that question because what that does is it leaves it leaves it open and it allows people to continue to think about the topic itself. And to be quite honest, I'm only like halfway through the second page and I still haven't <laughs> even see it. I still I don't even know if y'all can see it. I still got stuff written on here that I can't even I would love to get to, but I actually have another interview lined up right behind you guys. <laughs> so I wanna say thank you for coming on again and we have to do this again and especially once the third uh installment of the uh pink canvas of the pink of the pink Pink, trilogy pink trilogy there you go i'll I'll get that every time by dominique d listen 
also me, I am Kahawia, but on my books, my name is Dominique D. Glisten. Yeah. Pink so, Canvas and Pink Lotus available at AfroSoulFly.com. If you want to get it from there, you know, I'll sign it for you. Um, if you get it from Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, anywhere online, your favorite bookstore online is there. Yeah. Um, definitely support. It's a good read. It is for the woman who is finding herself through her vagina. She's looking for self-love. She's looking for, you know, her power. She's trying to reclaim herself and not destroy herself in the midst of all of these relationships and entanglements and all the things that she's going through. Um, And she does find her life. Okay. She gets her life. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You guys stay tuned for the third book. I I can't wait to read it. I can't wait. Now, what else, how else can people connect with you guys and uh, support the podcast and anything else that you're doing? Okay, so we are K&K Real Talk. We record on Anchor, so it is on any um, kind of streaming platform. We are also on Spreaker. Um, yeah, you just you can type in Kiva Kahawia. You can type in K&K Real Talk. Honestly, type in Kiva, Kiva and Kahawia or just Kiva Kahawia. That's the best way to, to pull it up anywhere. Uh, we are also on Instagram, K&K Real Talk. We have a Facebook page. Come out, like us. Listen, and like we said, we're not doing this for clout. You know, we have the yeah. the Instagram and all the things just to have a kind of main domain, like a main hub, because Kiva is not on social media. Kahawia is on social media, just about every fucking man. Yeah. I only want to be on social media, but I'm on social media and I have all the things. I got the AfroSoFly Publishing. I got AfroSoFly underscore. I got um, Kahawia Writes because I'm a blogger. I'm an author. I'm a writer. I do all the things. And I'm just yeah. over here doing all the things. <laughs> but Kahawia underscore underscore, that is me. So K-A-H-A W-I-A underscore underscore. Check me out. So we will. And AfroSoFly.com. Yes. AfroSoFly.com. And make sure you get your wine glasses. I got mine. Listen, Uh, get your wine glasses, get your books, get your coasters, get your (laughs) all the things. I got, oh, and I got some other stuff coming up too, because y'all know I'm an erotic poet. So I got all the erotica things coming up for my folks who love erotica just like me. And I love the sweatshirt. (laughs) I love the sweatshirt that's on the website and that you just posted earlier. Yes, it is our true identity checkbox. What box are you checking? Yes. We have nigger, Negro, colored, Afro-American, African-American, Black, and my check mark for a victim of white supremacy. That is the only way to truly identify wow. us in this world. Yes. Well, yes. thank Period. you so much for joining us. And just to <laughs> highlight a couple of things that we didn't get to discuss today, rites of passage, uh, formal English versus informal English, uh, the black uh, a man, uh, black love. I mean, I had so many, uh, you know, commerce, creating our own commerce in our community. How can we do that? I mean, so many other topics that I didn't even get to go over with you guys. So that means all that means is we have to do this again. So thank you guys for joining me on this episode of the Life Unplugged podcast. I appreciate everyone listening. If you got this far, make sure you head over to Instagram. Follow me at Life Unplugged underscore podcast and on Twitter at Life Unplugged underscore one. And of course, head over to YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe. And of course, click the notification bell to make sure you get updated anytime we drop new content. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Life Unplugged podcast. See you on the next one. <laughs>